passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is Friday, April the 1st. Welcome to your post-daily news show. I am John Pollock along with Wei Ting heading into the weekend. You have any plans, Wei? Uh, just a little. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do some furniture shopping. Uh, we have lots to discuss today. We are going to be going through uh, both nights of WrestleMania. We'll kind of go through the cards. We'll also talk a little bit about some of the other shows happening. There are approximately 4,612 events happening tonight, uh, all running head-to-head with one another, uh, including SmackDown and the Hall of Fame. And we've already dropped one WrestleMania bonus show. So for post-wrestling cafe members... Old and new. Uh, you can catch that now with Way and I giving in-depth reviews of Bloodsport from Thursday night as well as part one of Spring Break. That is correct, John. Yeah, we've got a bunch of shows, of course, coming out this week. We just did that. We also have, of course, the return of MCU later. That is up there right now. That'll be there every single week covering Moon Knight, of course. So, uh, and of course, you also get these daily news updates in your RSS feed if you're an audio listener. So, postwrestlingcafe.com. It is the beginning of the month, the best time to sign up. Yes, $6 gets you in the door for an entire month of access, and that will include all of our bonus shows this weekend. Uh, including tonight right after SmackDown and the Hall of Fame, and then two separate shows coming out Saturday during the day. One from myself doing the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor review, and then Way and John Pine will review night two, part two, of Joey Janela's Spring Break. And for everybody, we are live minutes after WrestleMania, both nights uh, here on the YouTube channel. So subscribe to the channel and sign up to the Post Wrestling Cafe. You will be covered Every direction possible for WrestleMania weekend. Way, as you are watching all of this, is, is there any FOMO on your part? Or are you happy to just be back here and sit back and absorb the chaos through a laptop? No FOMO about not being there live. I mean, of course, I think being there live would have been a lot of fun. But I having to watch and then podcast right afterwards, I, I much prefer doing it from the comfort of my home versus us having to navigate through traffic to go back to the hotel find a place to record and then staying up till you know god knows what hour only to do it again the next day so you know if i if i was just watching the shows i'd love to be there but like to cover it, it it's way better way easier here i would love to um hang out with a lot of the people there a lot of my friends are there that kind of thing but um on the other side of things i always go back to that year in new orleans when you and i were in the back seat of our car uh, yeah. of our rental in the mm-hmm. parking lot at the Louisiana Superdome recording our post show and wondering, <laughs> is this the best way possible to be doing this in the, in the backseat of the car? It, it, I mean, didn't we end up, I mean, I'm sure that's how we did it. And then we, I ended up uploading it from the airport. It was, it was crazy. 
Anyway, uh, no more reminiscing. We're all uh, looking forward here. But um, just some notes coming out of Thursday. So we, we did put up uh, our reviews of Bloodsport and from uh, Spring Break Part 1. And I would say, like, the the matches that I, I've seen gain, gain the most buzz would be uh, for Biff Busick and John Moxley on the Bloodsport card. Uh, there's also a really great uh, match involving uh, Yuya Yui Mura and Speedball Mike Bailey. And then I did get a chance to see Speedball and Bandito from the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show, which ended up getting the $5,000 bonus. They were the opener. Um they they tore it up. I would say Moxley, Busick, and Speedball Bandito are kind of the uh, the front runners so far uh, for for match of the weekend after after twenty four hours. Yeah, um, you know, speaking of FOMO, maybe I was feeling feeling a little bit of FOMO about not checking out this March Hitch- Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. It sounded like the everything was was really quite fantastic on it. Um, it had quite the lineup, quite the number of surprises as well. And uh, this Speedball versus Bandito match is definitely one that I want to make some time to go and check out. It's 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 a great match. I would certainly recommend that. There was also uh, in the main event, it was the Briscoes against the Rottweilers of Low Key and Homicide. And I have not seen the match, but I did see uh, the pre-match, if if we want to call it that, where Loki ended up getting into it with this fan at ringside who was in the front row, and this just went on and on and. I mean, the Briscoes are just kind of standing there in the ring, like waiting for this. And Loki is just not dropping it with this guy. Eventually, the fan is like taken away. And then Loki demands that he come back. Homicide gets on the mic and just delivers some like like horrible language that I am not going to repeat. But but I found it like to be really, really distasteful. And that was I don't know. It just kind of took me out of like even being interested in, in watching this this match afterwards. But uh, I can't comment on, on the match itself. But uh, nonetheless, it was um, it just seemed to be a an ugly incident that it, it did result in the fan. He did get uh, back to his seat, and I do not know uh, what prompted this. But you know, him and Loki were going back and forth before this match even began. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, we, we're we're in the midst of of a week where we've been talking a lot about perhaps the relationship between the performer and the audience member, and um, provocation, um, and you know when when things might might be where things might be okay, and where things might might get too much, and I I don't exactly know what happened here, but I mean it felt very tense, and I would say for the theme of a show being a memorial show, very out of place. You know, there are certain promotions where I think something like this might have uh, been a bit more, I suppose, on brand, on tone. But for something that ended up being a memorial show, it it, it felt a little bit drawn out and and unnecessary. Um, But, you know, we do have a bit of an update here on Reddit from the fan himself who was carrying this this cookie sheet um, seemingly throughout the the night. Um, He seemed to have a good time, at least. You know, he says uh, here. So I'm the guy who got into it with Loki. He says, I was banging on this tray for Jay Briscoe to kick his ass, and Loki didn't like that. He tried to get me to jump the barricade and fight him, which I wasn't stupid enough to do. It got to the point where the organizers just told me to go to the back and get the show rolling. Then Key and Homicide told the organizers to send me back. They complied. Key and I went at it some more. Later in the match, Mark asked for the tray scene and then whacked Key in the head with it twice, gave it back, and life went on. Jay also signed it, so that's nice. So, um... I mean, seems like everything kind of worked out fine, but yeah, there were so, some ugly moments. And I mean, if one person decided to get physical, things could have gotten a lot more yeah. uglier. So yeah, we we should make it like there was no physical um 
altercation be- between this, but it was it was certainly escalating, and and I did understand like the organizers, like this was just grinding the show to a halt. Like the announcers didn't know how to cover this on the broadcast with Ian Riccoboni and Veda Scott, and it just like Loki was not dropping this either. And I mean, from from the fans' perspective, it sounded like it was it was pretty. Um, pretty pedestrian what what he was doing it didn't sound like uh it was uh would spark such a response but anyway that was uh that was that from the the mark hitchcock memorial super show that i mean uh, of what i've seen i saw the first three matches a very good show thus far uh kicking off with the uh speedball and bandito match um and that takes us into friday and what uh what an ins- this might be the busiest day of the year in terms of big events running. Uh, we've got, uh, as we speak, the LA fights, uh, Jersey, uh, championship wrestling card going on, Jersey City. And then Zicky Dice's Trouble in Paradise is happening later today. MLW has their show in Dallas that they're taping for the culture is at four Eastern and then New Japan strong at six tonight. That's going to be on fight TV. With Tomohiro Ishii and Chris Dickinson, Jay White against Speedball, Minoru Suzuki and Killer Cross, Juice Robinson, David Finley, Daniel Garcia and Kevin Knight against Masco Dorada, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks and Yuya Uemura, Rocky Romero against Ren Narita, and they're also taping matches for future New Japan Strong episodes with Jonah against Blake Christian, Tom Lawler, Royce Isaacs, J.R. Kratos against Fred Rosser, Alex Coughlin and the DKC, and Bateman and Barrett Brown against Chris Bay and Hikuleo. The World on Lucha, SmackDown tonight with the Hall of Fame ceremony involving Vader, Charmel, the Steiner brothers, Shad Gaspart getting the Warrior Award and the Undertaker, and then SmackDown itself with Ricochet uh, defending the Intercontinental title against Umberto and Angel and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. With uh, I, I'm well, having a hell of a time trying to keep up with you with these graphics. I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. I went, uh, okay. I went backwards there. We didn't have a, a set uh, lineup here, but... Yes, it is. Uh, we will be covering SmackDown and the Hall of Fame tonight. And then tomorrow, I'll be getting to the Supercard of Honor show, which is, uh, had some additions. Uh, we are going to get Rhett Titus against Minoru Suzuki that has been added to the show. Um, and that's going to be for the television title. Tully Blanchard is going to debut a new client to take on Ninja Max. So that seems to be something that has like storyline implications in terms of, uh, Tully Blanchard's involvement. And of course, it's headlined by Jonathan Gresham and Bandito, uh, where Chavo Guerrero Jr. is going to be in the corner of Bandito. And as we've talked about this week, I think this is the show that has, it, it should ha- be very newsworthy just in terms of who the titles stay on or are moved to. If there are any announcements about the future of ROH, if Tony Khan is going to make any announcements, uh, Khan has stated that you don't want to leave early. So indicating something of significance is going to close this show. But I guess th- there's a lot of eyes on this show. And I would say in terms of just overall interest for the show, I think Briscoe's and FTR um, has a lot of interest uh, tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, this is maybe outside of WrestleMania if you I mean for our our audience at least you know maybe this is the most hyped show of any on WrestleMania weekend because of the involvement of Tony Khan and seeing what direction you know he he might be taking the company in who keeps the championships uh who might be surprise debuts here we already have one teaser of uh you know Tully's new client I'm sure there will be some other surprises as well so um, this seems to be the show, I think, with the most ramifications outside of what, whatever's happening in the WWE. 
Uh, then we have the the Impact Multiverse of Matches show, which is a very good card on on paper. That's starting at 10 Eastern on Fight TV with Eddie Edwards against Tomohiro Ishii, which they are kind of billing as like a Noah versus New Japan match. And uh, Speedball, of course, part of this show on, on top of it. The Briscoes will be doing Ring of Honor and then getting over here to do uh, this show against the Good Brothers. So it's a very strong lineup that Impact has here. This is one of those cards way where, where I wonder if it's going to slip through the cracks for people if they'll go back and, and watch it it's just on a really tough night that uh perhaps if this had been on thursday night i think a lot of people would be jumping to to check out this card there's just so many options tonight and there are going to be some cards that get lost in the shuffle and it's tough to kind of go back when you're you have so much more coming at you yeah people you know people will have their preferences and i think impact wrestling has a very loyal fan base that'll probably choose to watch this one if you your if your favorite wrestler happens to be on this show you'll probably end up watching this one as well instead of some of the others but in, in, in either case i do feel like there's more attention on wrestling in general today than there are in t- other days of the week so maybe there are just more people to to spread around and worth noting the fact that you have diana perrazzo during her uh her champ champ challenge as, you know, uh, your Reina de Reina's champion, but also ROH women's champion and not on the Supercard show where they're introducing an interim title uh, with Willow Nightingale and Mercedes Martinez. So she is not working both shows, just working the Impact show tonight. Yeah, and I believe that that was probably just, you know, a bit of a a compromise here because, uh, you know, for, for lack of wanting, um, uh, you know, Parazzo to, to miss out, for, for instance, on her home territory, perhaps. But uh, it also sets something up for the future. Uh, and then uh, late tonight is Spring Break Part 2. Uh, we've got the Clusterfuck Battle Royal. Matt Cardona against Chris Dickinson with Chelsea Green and Missy Hyatt in opposite corners. Minoru Suzuki against Effie. Tony Deppen against Biff Busick and Speedball Mike Bailey versus PCO. <laughs> the Battle of Canada. For, uh, Quebec? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we can get so. specific there uh, with, with the Battle of Quebec. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, where, where's you're going to be watching uh, Spring Break, presumably on on Saturday. Um, are you are you intrigued by by this lineup? Uh, I think it's okay, honestly. Like, probably not the not the most exciting thing that's happening on um, on Friday night, but uh, I I'm I'm looking forward to whatever surprises that the show may bring. I mean, as we kind of discussed last night at, in our spring break review, um, I feel like some of the luster has kind of gone off of this year's spring break versus previous, where I don't think the matchmaking seems to be all that crazy. The promotion might be overshadowed slightly by some of the other things. Although we do, of course, have, you know, Effie versus Minoru Suzuki, which I think will be really interesting to see. And we do have also the clusterfuck, which will be taking place. So um, that that'll always um, I mean, that that's a that's a match built on surprise, isn't it? Yes. And uh, then going into Saturday, we're not going to go through all the matches on these cards. U.S. versus the world is at noon. Uh, Stand and deliver is at one Eastern with a one hour pre-show. Um I'm I'm hoping to catch at least some of uh, Stand and Deliver tomorrow. We we will see how how everything uh, shakes out. Uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch is also at noon. Uh, Mission Pro has a show, and then that takes us into the evening, night one of WrestleMania. So uh, let's go through the card here. Some of these matches uh they they don't need to have uh, too much uh, in depth discussion attached to them. Uh, we'll start from the bottom here with uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods against Sheamus and Ridge Holland. It's a tag match. Uh, do you see any possibility of a, of a cameo appearance by uh, Big E, even by video or any kind of presence of Big E? Or do you think that that is not going to be in the cards for uh, any kind of New Day representation on the show? I think you might hear his voice. 
you know, at the beginning. Um, whether or not we actually see him, I, I, I mean, I, he's been showing himself plenty on on uh, Twitter, so I, I don't see why they wouldn't. But I mean, it's you know, we we know the WWE is kind of weird with the way they like to present their their wrestlers, and um, do they want to show him in an neck brace? I would say, why not? It's WrestleMania, you know. Like, just I, I would love it. I, I think it would be quite sentimental. Uh. Yeah, in terms of the match, like I, I think you could go either way here. This this feud probably continues because um, I imagine whenever Biggie, like the timeline for Biggie is obviously going to be uh, up in the air. But I imagine at some point they will uh, get back to this. It's just a straight tag. You could really go either way. You could either keep the heels w- winning here, or you give a a happy finish here with with the New Day winning. I don't care, honestly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Drew McIntyre against Happy Corbin. Um, I think this is, while this is one where, oh, no one will see it coming and Happy Corbin could win, uh, I think this was just a keep busy program for Drew McIntyre. They need badly, they need top baby faces coming out of this show, uh, for, for your main event scene. So I imagine that this is the end of this program and Drew wins. I I don't think it needs to be overthought. Yeah, I would certainly hope so. It's a, it's a match built on stealing swords twice, getting the sword back and then getting it stolen again. Um, and, and uh, Moss probably you, you you probably um go go through the breakup or at least really uh t- tease that in this with with Corbin and Moss like Moss gets involved somehow or uh screws up and anyway Corbin loses that's where I see this going. Yeah, probably. The Miz and Logan Paul against the Mysterios. I think we get the double 619 in this one way and uh do you see the Miz and Logan Paul winning? The Miz and Logan Paul, uh, no, I, I think I think the babyface will take this one, and it'll be a feel-good moment. Maybe Logan Paul will turn on the Miz, um, and then you know um, s- somehow I guess and the s- just have the uh, have the uh, s- the social media superpowers explode, implode. Look whatever. at these photos; like these are some dramatic uh, photos of these four. Yeah, are they? Uh, I guess so. Logan Paul doesn't he just scream babyface to come out of this if they break up? Well, we'll see how the fa- how the crowd takes it. I mean, I I don't know. If it, it'll take quite the quite the um, quite the match for 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 him to to you know be be likable by this audience. Seth Rollins versus uh, Marco Stunt. Yeah, um, I think Marco will do great. It'll be his WrestleMania debut. It'll be incredible, uh, and the crowd will erupt. It'll be amazing. Uh, where do you put this on the on the show? Do you put it like somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or even maybe like semi, like up up towards the end. You know, um, you I could do this late. I, th- I think you could honestly get away with with doing this really late. I think it's a guaranteed massive response that you're going to get. It could be, with the exception of Austin, it could be the second biggest reaction of the show for for Cody. Could be the biggest. Always possible, like that. I mean, and, the Hardy Boys' return was the biggest thing of that entire uh, thing, and you know, this is it's expected, but they haven't explicitly said it. So I think we'll we'll see. We'll see what Cody's value means to a WrestleMania WWE crowd. How would you structure this match? Like, do you do like a 15, 16 minute match? Do you do something quick and short? And it's just to put all of your emphasis on, on Cody. Like, do, do you do a, like a full on match here that, I mean, th- these two can certainly have a excellent match, but, um, what do you expect from that side of things? Well, I can certainly see this one getting a rematch at Backlash. So maybe you do a bit, bit of a shorter one, but I think in order to feel satisfying, they should probably at least have it go 10 minutes, I think. 
Then we had the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Um, I guess the Usos keep keep the titles unless you're uh, the bloodline is uh, is fall is falling at the seams. Um, this yeah. is one. I, this is one I really do not care about the outcome and it uh, either side, whatever. They can change the titles and then have the have the bloodline win it back at Backlash. You know, one of those things. Just to, I don't know. They seem to have a real fascination with Boogs and Nakamura as like these sort of brand ambassadors. You know, like being sign, signing them up for like you know the Toyota Tundra ads and also now coming up for some other uh, product placement type of thing. So maybe they'll just put the belts on them to to increase their value at a WrestleMania. But ultimately, I think the belts go back to the status quo and the Usos. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I could see this one going on early. Like sometimes we see them try to put something really big in the in the opener. Um, I, I could see it even even in that spot, but potentially like opening the show. Very possible. Yeah. I mean, to me, this outside of Roman and Brock has been the best built feud in all of WrestleMania. Um, one of the only feuds I think with long term storytelling and. It is set to culminate, of course, with uh, Bianca Belair winning, beating Becky Lynch um, after the embarrassing loss at SummerSlam. But of course, anything can happen. We saw a great haircut angle on Monday where Bianca Belair got the upper hand. And uh, sometimes that can indicate, you know, um, a a type of finish at the pay-per-view or maybe in this case it wouldn't. What do you think of uh, Bianca Belair or Becky Lynch's new haircut? Uh, I th- I think it looks good. Like it's a totally different look for her, and I I really do see that being like the step in this. I mean, it, it hasn't been like overtly pushed like this this character shift, but you really get that sense that they could go in a totally different direction with Becky after this, staying as as a heel, but um just has has totally lost it now with with this title gone. So that that's one reason I can see the title switch happening here. Um, she's not exactly I, upset about this haircut. I think she. I mean, she, you know, she looks great, of course, and and she knows it. So I, I don't know how maddening she she's going to be after this. Well, maybe that's where we get this this title versus hair program next next month at Backlash and Becky mm. loses all of her hair. Oh, OK. That would be interesting. Charlotte Flair against Ronda Rousey. This is a very important match, and it's going to be the the biggest test for Ronda Rousey since her return. Uh, I don't think this is a match that you can just get away with doing uh, six, seven minutes with. And I think this is going to be one that is going to be under the, the microscope. I think it's it's been a polarizing view of Ronda Rousey since she has come back. I don't think she has um, lit programming on fire um, to the degree that she did years ago. And this is a major match and is probably happening late in the show. Do you see a uh, title change here? Because uh, this is one that we know Ronda is sticking around. And I don't know if you just necessarily do the title switch here. I mean, I can see it. You know, um, it, 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 the way I think about like the this WrestleMania and all the celebrity interactions and, you know, somebody like Ronda Rousey being on the show is what are the photos that they want? On the newspapers the next day and he, having somebody like a Ronda Rousey or having a Stone Cold Steve Austin on the front cover or having a Ronda Rousey hold the championship belt at the end of the scene, um, I I think is something that they could very well do. So if she does win, it would not surprise me in the least. She's sticking around. So having her headline the next couple set of shows, I think would probably make a lot of sense from their shareholders perspective. Um, to me, it's a program that I think from the get go has been secondary because at least for the hardcore fan, you know, Charlotte is not the opponent that everybody wants for Ronda. We all know where, you know, Becky is the one and it's the one, in fact, that they're saving for, for presumably for next year. 
Um, and therefore, I can't help but look at this particular match as just, you know, semi-main event status, uh, B-level status, you know. Um, but it's a test for Ronda. And uh, it's, you know, it's it, it'll be a test to see how much the, the WrestleMania crowd, you know, composed of partial mainstream fans, partially maybe a lot of hardcore fans, how they'll treat this match. Yeah. I mean, there's a very likelihood I think you could flip both women's titles on this show. Um, but but again, it's it's what they want to come out of this with. And it's like you can always bounce back and make the argument that why flip both when we can just do one and save another for for a for a later date and, but, if, the, and if it came down to those choices i i feel like bianca Belair might be the one that they would delay for the smallest I, I i agree with you i agree with you so yeah um i'm more so less the outcome and more so just the the actual match and and how it's put together it, it's it's a test for both i think with, with one another and it's going to be you know a heavily focused upon match and then the kevin owens show with owens and steve austin if you are structuring this show, should this be the the final um, segment on the show? Should this close WrestleMania? Yeah, I think absolutely. You know, uh, I I don't think anybody anything could follow it, um, including Charlotte versus Ronda, including Bianca Belair versus Becky, including Cody versus Seth Rollins. I mean, is there enough interest? No, not not the headline and main event of WrestleMania. To me, going off the air with Stone Cold Steve Austin doing his beer beer shower is the way you want to end that show and send everybody home happy. You know, we kind of know what to expect for this one, but we don't exactly know what it's going to look like. And by the moment that it happens, seeing Austin get involved knee deep uh, into what looks like a wrestling match, but technically isn't, is going to feel awesome for everybody. Yeah. Um, like they've, they've held off on putting Austin on television. Like everything is built up to that, that music hitting and this place going crazy for him. I mm -hmm. just think it's, uh, to me, it's an easy choice. This should close the show. It's the hottest thing on this first night. You could argue it's the hottest thing of either night. You can argue for sure. Yeah, uh, certainly from a mainstream perspective. I, I think it's the one that maybe might have the most interest. I want to see how they play with our expectations, you know, again, because we all know what's going to happen. But are, do they do it straight up? Hey, here's Kevin Owens. Here's the glass breaking. And here's Steve Austin. Or do we get some, um, you know, um, uh, I do not want to see Dwayne hits. Gill. I do not want to see Dwayne Gill come out as a, as your tease. No, I don't either. Well, I would love to see Dwayne Good Gill actually. <laughs> I think he's great. Maybe maybe Shane McMahon. Maybe um, I don't know who else. But um, I, I just want to see how they play with expectations. Do you do you feel like what is going to be kind of the roadmap for Kevin Owens after the show? It's a great question. Yeah. Um, does he have anything significant coming off of this? I mean, of course, he's a full-time wrestler uh, for them, recently re-signed. And um, I don't see him graduating to a title contention match after this. But he is going to be somebody, I think, with you know increased name value. Um, let me try to think. He, he, to me, he's been one of the MVPs of this buildup for Mania. And another interesting stat is that, like, I was looking at, like, your Canadian numbers for, for Raw from February to March. And March coincided with the setup of this match. And Raw has been up 40% in viewership from February. And I'm not saying that's all Owens and Austin, but... It's it's not just WrestleMania build because SmackDown's on the very same network here in Canada, and it's not like they're doing the numbers Raw is. And that spike has coincided with this challenge. And each week, like they've been doing very strong viewership in Canada, and I think that you certainly have to give some of that to, to Kevin Owens, if not you know a significant amount. 
Sure, absolutely. I think this is a really hot program, and and Kevin Owens, I think, has been a very valuable asset in this lead up on in, in a program where he has had to build it up from one side without a dance partner on Raw each week. Yeah, that's very true. I I, I think he still has something unresolved with Seth Rollins. You know, it felt like that was their direction prior to everything else kind of happening, and they did have that singles match, but it felt very kind of. Eh. It didn't feel like it. It. it, it, it tied the bow on whatever story that they were setting up so i could see them maybe teaming back together after all of this and then maybe building to a proper match down the line this post wrestling podcast is brought to you by nerd wallet's smart money podcast financial literacy can be daunting but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with on nerd wallet's smart money podcast their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio if you think an etf is one of cena's five moves of doom this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc uh we move over to night number two omos against bobby lashley and i mean is is this where you finally beat omos and is bobby lashley just coming back to uh you know they have a small they have a small list of names that I think are credible challengers in your your main event picture. Uh, Bobby Lashley would be one of them, and you've and w- whichever way you go, whether it's going back to Lashley and Lesnar or Lashley and Reigns, which would be some, something fresh. Um, mm-hmm. Is that what you expect here? Um, what's the utilization of Omos here? Hmm. Yeah, it's a great question because Bobby Lashley's just coming back. But to me, Omos is like their big project that they put a lot behind. And again, you have to remember, this is WrestleMania. It's the biggest stage. Yes, they can have Omos come back and win or either of these two come back and win at WrestleMania Backlash, but only a fraction of the audience will be watching it. So who do they want to have and give the biggest exposure to on, on the biggest stage? And I kind of feel like it'll be Omos. And um, even though that means Lashley coming back upon return will lose, I think, of course, there are ways to get around any sort of booking decision that they have. Um, I brought up how, you know, we could put, we, we didn't see MVP with Bobby Lashley on Monday. Is it possible that he comes out? And I certainly think he'd be a wonderful mouthpiece to add to a heel Omos. Yeah, it's it, this one will be interesting. Like I, I assume like this is designed for Lashley and you know putting him into a babyface role now c- coming out of WrestleMania. But uh, at the same time, like um, it's it like you could do this without sacrificing Omos. But I mean, at, at the same 
token, like what what is your ceiling for, for Omos? Like, is this as far as we can go with this guy? Or do we see uh, a higher trajectory for, for Omos? I think it'd be very tough to get much more out of him. But um, they, they may look at him as someone that is, you know, he's got youth on his side and he looks tall. Man, he turns heads at airports. So they they might see uh, a whole lot more in Omos here. It's it's kind of an interesting match of how they they put it all together. Raw Tag Team Championships, RK-Bro, the Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. Certainly, if they get some time on the broadcast, if they get like 15 minutes, this could be a really terrific match. We've seen uh, great things out of all of these combinations. And th- this is just one where um, I think it'll come down to, to time. But I-, I think this one should be pr- pretty strong match on night two. I think so, too. Yeah, I think anytime we've seen any combination of these six and it feels like we've seen a lot of them but the results in ring have always been pretty good we we kind of know the formula for a lot of these matches it's you know keep uh, beat down on matt riddle and then just set up uh, randy orton for for the giant hot tag and it works every single time and i have no doubt it'll work just as well if not bigger for this uh, massive you know stadium audience i i think the most interesting to see will be if we get a turn here, if we get a breakup of RK Bro, I mean, they haven't necessarily hinted toward. I mean, they have hinted towards it, but like very, I would say, intermittently. And I think doing just enough to keep it in the back of your head, but also uh, leaving you completely shocked or at least stunned, you know, when when it does happen. And I don't think there's a better place for it to happen than on the biggest stage. Do you see Randy Orton being the next main roster member to go do a little? Um... Uh, stop down in NXT to go teach them all how to work. <laughs> uh, after his comments on uh, the Pat McAfee show, boy, what a uh, what a statement on your whole developmental process. Can you tell the audience and for people who didn't see what what, his, what he was on Pat said. McAfee's show and he kind of just uh, described like in NXT, um, they're, they're essentially they're not being taught to know what they're doing and he's had enough of them come up and listen this is someone that's gone in the ring with with uh, I guess a number of these I think it's always kind of dangerous to just paintbrush everybody but he certainly you know this is somebody that um is you know he's he's in there with with these guys and if he feels like they are not safe I mean that's that's his opinion from firsthand experience but more so interesting that he would say so in a in a public forum about your developmental system that so much is uh invested in Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he is, of course, the veteran in that locker room. And I think he, you know, like he, he should, to me, have have the right to say it. He didn't name anybody specific, of course. But um, I, I mean, th- this might be a, an internal issue that maybe went into the decision of, you know, whoever is now taking over NXT 2.0, taking over and having a born direct line with the main roster's producers. Um, so well, well j- just on that note way, like if, mm-hmm. if you were not happy with like the prior kind of, uh, group of, you know, talents that were being developed and coming with independent experience, like it's the same group, it's the same coaching staff. It's like that same core, but mm-hmm. now you're taking a lot of athletes that have no wrestling background, no experience that are starting from scratch and are being on thrown onto television with maybe zero to 10 matches. Like it's, it's going to be that much longer of a climb. Um, D- it depends who, who, you know, who you ask. Cause I, I feel like, um, some of the discourse, uh, amongst the trainers is that it's it's easier to to teach um like a new person 
from the from scratch rather than trying to unteach you know people who are so conditioned to one particular style um to learn a a, a new way of working and yeah it's the same coaches but again i have no idea what that system is like i've never trained to become a professional wrestler and i don't know what the direction top down might be but i do have to imagine um you know there there might be a change in philosophy from the people up top Mm -hmm. uh in terms of outcome here, I think this is also one where, um, you know, they're kind of hinting like the street profits going heel. You could put the belts on them. It could also just be you continue to ride this, like the RK bro thing. Like it obviously it's, it's working very well. So maybe let's not disrupt that. Like it's a great act on television and it doesn't look like they're in any hurry to break them up either. I think inevitably every team gets to that point in WWE, but I don't know if the timing uh, is right unless you're really ready to go with, with Riddle to advance him to the next level. But for Randy, this is a great spot for Randy. I, I don't think that um, you would want to be fast tracking that. Well, to escalate Riddle to me would, would be the, the main thing co- to come out of this, you know, to, to build to a program between uh, Riddle versus Orton and, and maybe a chance to for us to be able to take Riddle a bit more seriously than just, you know, the, the pot referencing dude. Um, and I, I, I feel like the team, I don't think you want to wait till the team has like, you know, is so stale that you're kind of sick of them. Like, you know, this is like Seinfeld, right? Like they're going out on top, you know, which I think is probably what they want. Um, I, I, and I think the street profits coming out of this, maybe, maybe as heels or maybe just simply as baby faces with the belts and having Bianca Belair on the other side, you know, and, and the three of them posing together on a raw with, with the celebration or, or at the, the end of Bianca's match with the three of them celebrating with their, all their championships, I think would be a wonderful visual. I thought Larry King said that Seinfeld was canceled. Well, he's wrong. Yeah, he, he was definitely wrong. An all-time mm. great clip. Uh, then we have Carmella and Queen Zelina against Naomi and Sasha Banks, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Uh, yes, all of these women are on the card, and uh, Carmella's getting married on Thursday to Corey Graves. Will she be a champion going into her wedding? Oh, okay. Well, that, that that's nice, yeah. I mean, this is your substitute basically for the women's battle royal this year. Um, just a way to shove most, most of the talent that's not in singles matches on the show. Among them, Sasha Banks, who, you know, like, could they not have found a, a singles match for her? Uh, you, you know, she's, but. She, she's totally a casualty of this year's WrestleMania. Like, this is a relative nothing match. I do feel like she will have a bit, a significant role coming out of WrestleMania because you're, mm. you're going to need it with, with, with the women on, on SmackDown. Like you I can't mean, the continue. Ronda, the Ronda match is one that, 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 that can Definitely. be very big. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But I could see them winning the tag team titles, maybe giving her and Naomi a bit of a run. Um, just you if know, you're going to continue Charlotte and Ronda for another month or two, sure. Like you could give them a, a run with, I, I would say title change is likely here and the candidates would be Liv and Rhea and Sasha and Naomi. Agreed. Yeah. Um. I. I. I mean, Zelina and Carmella could co- continue to hold on to the belts, but they've given them zero credibility. Um. It, it, and it's it's really kind of taken down the division a notch. Whereas I feel like they've actually done a decent job with Liv and Rhea and Sasha and Naomi as like credible wrestling threats. So I, I would like to see that direction. And in the and in the future, I think you're you're looking at uh, the eventual returns of Bailey and Oscar to really kind of uh, prop up the women's division on either side of Raw or SmackDown. Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. In terms of a match, what's your expectation for this one? Well, we we you know we we have seen what Pat Pat McAfee is capable of, so I'm expecting actually quite quite a bit. You know? I think they're going to do pretty well, to be honest. Like I I do mm. not think this is going to be a match that is Look going at- to. 
Look at this Austin Theory photo. Like, holy shit. Like, what kind of filter is that? The Austin Theory one. Yeah, that looks like, um, that looks like a deep fake. Yeah. I mean, for a man who's like specializes in selfies, like, I mean, this is, uh, horrifying. <laughs> this yeah. picture. He's about a centimeter away from the unibrow. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. He's really like struggling to, to connect the two. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to derail. Pat McAfee, I think he wins this match. I guess the big question is whether or not Vince McMahon gets involved here. Um, it's certainly been hinted at, um, but not outright to the degree that if he doesn't get involved, it's it's some kind of letdown. But it seems that, um, you know, he's kind of just been in, in the background of this uh, mm-hmm. in, in the lead up to it. At one point, that was the, the match on the books for McAfee and Vince McMahon. But in terms of, you know, Austin Theory was always going to be involved in this. And I think that this is certainly like I, I do feel they're going to do a very good job in this setting. And it'll be curious to see the people that did not see the Adam Cole match that maybe are going to be surprised by Pat McAfee, not knowing that this is someone that trained for a long time with Rip Rogers. Like this is not somebody that's just picking this up from nothing. Totally. Absolutely. Again, we have to consider the fact that this is a very different crowd that will be watching the show, both in attendance and on pay-per-view internationally, versus how, whoever watched that takeover that Pat McAfee happened to be on with Adam Cole. It's it, That was a fraction of the people that will watch this. So I, mean, I see this one getting like a lot of attention the next day on sports shows and, and mm-hmm. such. Like Pat McAfee is uh, X amount bigger star than he was in 2020 when he did the Adam Cole match. And this is a much, much bigger platform. And, and he himself is is a significantly larger name now in the sports media space. And it's for that reason that I do think you are going to get Vince McMahon interaction because again, it's all about the photo op. It's about, it's all about like who you're seeing Pat McAfee next to. And as much as I think Austin theory is somebody that they want to push in the future, it means that much more for the headline the next day to the casual fan when they see Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon on screen doing some sort of crazy shit. Okay. Yes or no. Pat McAfee, Vince McMahon, Canadian destroyer. Oh God, I I hope I I hope not. Who does the destroyer? That's the better question. Well, <laughs> that's the spot. So there you go, Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. We go on to AJ Styles and Edge. Um, I think this one has to be great, like a really really great match. I feel they will have the time. Like looking at this card, they should get twenty minutes or so, maybe maybe even a bit more than that. Um, but this is the one that probably has the highest expectation level. To me, the build has been. Very basic. I don't think it's been great, but I don't think it's been bad. It's just, mm. hey, we've got our heel. We've got our baby face. And for the sake of this match, that's probably the dynamic you want of AJ in the baby face role. Um, but this one, uh, I think, has the um, the, the highest uh, expectation level just in terms of bell to bell to be your meat and potatoes. Great wrestling match. And, and it needs to be great. It's it's very true, you know, and in all of, I would say maybe 85 to 89% of Edge's pay-per-view appearances have been terrific and AJ Styles is AJ Styles. So, uh the, combining the two of them on a WrestleMania card, you know, the only restriction I think would be time. Um because I think they're guaranteed almost to have a great match. It just depends on, you know, how great uh, will we will we be considering it uh, after the weekend's done? So, but yeah, you're right. The build hasn't been great, but they just needed to do something to establish the babyface and the mm. heel roles, and they managed to do that. How about who goes over in this one? Oh, great question. Like, I like mean, Edge Edge has just introduced this new character, um, mm. but at, at the same time, like you want um, 
a, a baby face then to, to work with. Yeah, you you could argue that. Like Although he AJ, did beat, he did beat the Miz in, in yeah. the mixed tag. I mean, but. AJ just just resigned, you know, for a significant uh-huh. number as well. Like you may be looking at at AJ to be in, in a prime spot. Like the, the winner of this match, you would think is prime for something significant coming out of Mania, or. Or a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. Like, this is one of those that I could see them doing and running to the ground. You know, like, five five rematches, maybe. Like, because Edge, it seems to be the, the course with Edge, right? Like, every time Edge feuds, it's like, you get five more rematches with, with like, the same person for weeks on end. So, I definitely see them probably running this back. So, um, the person who wins this first, I mean... Maybe I could see it being Edge, you know, just for the heel to 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 get that advantage and the babyface wanting revenge. What does Edge say he sits upon the the mountain of uh, what is it? The mountain of mediocrity, om- omnipot- omnipotence. Oh, okay, yes, yes. A mountain of omnipotence match at WrestleMania Backlash where they fight uh in the mountains of uh wherever. Om omnipotence, yes, yes, sure. Yeah, whatever branding they can come up with. I mean, the last time he had a match at Backlash wasn't wasn't that the uh, greatest match? Was of all that time? the greatest match of all time? I think that was Backlash. It could have been. Moving on to Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Um, this is the one I, I think Johnny Knoxville wins this match, and this is going to be again. It's more so about the the YouTube clip that we get out of this that we can send to all of uh media outlets. And do you Sami Zayn think Knoxville wins. Yes, yeah, I do. I, I think I think Sami Zayn they view as, as bulletproof. Oh, he doesn't need a win. No loss hurts him. He's in the same role, and he gets to then complain about this match for for eternity afterwards, True. and how everyone was against him. And maybe you get like the Jackass crew showing up. Um, there's a lot you can do with this. I'm I'm entertained by by this. I think mm. the buildup has been a lot of fun from from mainly from Zayn, but you know Knoxville's you know he's done his part, and this is all about doing something crazy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against this either. You know, because it's an anything goes match. You're talking about a, a celebrity who's been known for doing crazy stunts and creative cre- crazy stunts, which I think can fit very well in line with this style of professional wrestling match. So, I'm I'm curious to see. I don't know what rockets or shopping carts or I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Is it is this Zane photo not the best? The Zane photo, and I'm just staring at. I just amazing. Yeah, Uh, I'm 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 interested in the creativity. You know that the two will employ here. I think it'll be entertaining. It'll be a good way to break up. You know some of the rest of the the show. I have more interest in this than some of the tag team matches that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I'd say this is the. I'm more interested in this than, than you know the Logan Paul match on the first night. I think that mm-hmm. you know it's it's been a fun build up for you know a match that'll serve its purpose on the card, and then the main event: Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Uh, you think this goes on last? Good chance, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've got uh, the title unification, title versus title for however long. Um, Brock is advertised for WrestleMania Backlash, and again, whenever you look at this, like there's always the potential of a uh, what are, what are going to be the post mania plans? Like, is this, you know, Reigns has had this lengthy, lengthy run and the one side looks at, well, the person to beat him should be someone that is going to be, you know, this significant star that is going to be your next big, huge babyface star. They don't have that next big babyface star. So you can make that argument. Brock is as good as anybody if he's sticking around and we put the title on him. Uh, or on the other side, it's we're just going to continue this 
lengthy reign with Roman Reigns until we get to that point where he is ready uh, to to drop the belt. Um, there, there's, you know, you you could make arguments. I think either way here, but um, how how about your thought on just the outcome of this? Well, Roman still is the guy that you're going to have every single week on SmackDown, presumably, 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 sure. Um, and, and I I mean, but I can almost guarantee that Brock's not going to be there every single week. Um, and again, we do have WrestleMania backlash, so they can always run it back, whatever they they want to do. But coming out of this, I I still feel like it'll be Roman. You know, I, I don't think they will. It, I mean, it could be it's honestly 50 50. Like mm-hmm. they, they can go either way. But I, I see them wanting to maintain the tribal chief character, especially if, you know, the talk next year is The Rock. Um, and again, Certainly. a lot will happen between now and then. But again, we have to remember ourselves, like, what's the audience that's only going to watch this year's WrestleMania and is not going to watch any WWE until next year? And, and therefore, who is your long term project that you want to, you know, put the put the double strap on? And I think it'll be Roman Reigns. I, I do, too. Um, I think that even. You no, know, I say presumably. Like you know, you you hear these little like lines that get thrown in there. Like Reigns has thrown out that oh, you don't know how long uh, I might be around. It might not be as long as people think. Or Heyman throwing out like this guy could go off and, and do a movie. Like um, you know, there's always like those uh, concessions. But I would say regardless, I think that everything has been built around Roman. That even if this guy were going to leave uh, for 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 a month or two, I just think they're going to want to keep this for the possibility of doing something with the rock next year. And that this, everything is built around Roman at this point and, and winning again at WrestleMania. So big question I have, I mean, this to me comes straight off of spank uh, raw is, can there be any Steve Austin interaction either in this match or just purely on night two? I would say, no, I would imagine that that's, that's not going to happen. Um, if it did, it would be huge. But um, yeah, I I'm not expecting that. But that would be a hell of a way. Like um, when I was on Ariel's show this week, I mean, his, his idea was you know Roman wins and the show ends with the Rock's music hitting, and that really kind of sets the tone for next year. That'd be amazing too. The yeah. the good is that you know that ends it on such a huge note. At the same time, it's like you have another year where it's pretty much telling people. Roman's staying on top for a year until we get to this. And with The Rock, it's like today he could say, yeah, I'm doing Mania next year. And, dude, that guy's life, it's who knows what could possibly come up in his life that WrestleMania is not going to be his be-all, end-all priority at the same time. So um, that's what, like if you can lock him in, great. That is the obvious match to make next year. But at, at the same time, it's can you guarantee that uh, a year out and do you need to do you need to announce that a year away from from next year they chose to do it you know 10 years ago when when he um built that match with john cena the night after wrestlemania the the um the year prior so i i mean it would be the best way to drive headlines and to build interest a year out for next year's wrestlemania plans can always change you know they can always um things happen people have short-term memories but i would love to see it if if they if if that is the way that that they they're considering ending the show Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's also interesting like brock being advertised for for backlash of like what 
like if he if he wins or he loses what the what the follow up is uh for, for him after mm-hmm. this show he's he's advertised for backlash he's advertised for that money in the bank show in Vegas um I don't know if he's advertised for the June pay-per-view but nonetheless like it seems like it's not as though you know he's he's taken off and disappearing for 6 months after this do we have a Saudi show coming up too like at some point or is that not till October uh, September was uh, September. Andrew Zarian had reported as the as the next one, so so a right. bit away. When you bring up the Austin one, like that to me is one of the biggest questions coming out of this weekend because I don't even know if the answer would be known today of how Austin feels coming out of this on Saturday night, and if that is either hey that's a great final big thing to do at a Mania, or if it's if it kind of reinvigorates that hey I this was a home run this. The lead up has been terrific. Uh, the crowd reaction we know is going to be tremendous. And if he comes out of it thinking, I did a great job, man, I, I want to do this again. And that's, I, that's I a very, he, that's a possibility. I think he will look good. Um, I do so, too. I do too. And I think the, the, the demand for him to, to do a proper match will be that much higher. You know, they, you have a lot of dream matches that are available. Every single person in this, in this roster is a potential dream match for Steve Austin. So, I think it'll be really that much harder for him to resist coming off of this weekend. He's also in maybe like the tiniest percentage of people that I, I imagine there's never been a performer in the history of this industry that has probably declined more money in the last 19 years for potential mm-hmm. matches. And very, very and, you know, himself said that it took him years to get this industry out of his system. And just think of the millions of dollars that this guy has likely turned down from past WrestleMania opportunities, Saudi shows. I mean, the money was there to be made. This is someone that has an extreme high level of pride in his work that few are going to have a reliance on as opposed to, you know, what I can do. And for 19 years, he is, he has not at least crossed that, uh, that line. But nonetheless, it's an interesting question coming out of the show. So there you go. Those are both nights of WrestleMania. It's a lot of wrestling. We just went through everybody. So, uh, thank God there's a cool down on Monday where we've got the return of Veer to for three hours on the main event. We should should have started off with that. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple super chats here from people in the room and we always want to thank people who just send super chats uh, for the most part out of support. You can always, of course, ask a question, but today, uh, Jamie decided to say, keep up the good, great work, guys. Do you think Cody will be himself or will he be stardust? If, uh, no, I do not think he will be Stardust. They would be out of their damn mind. I mean, I don't rule out the him appearing as Stardust later on in the run. You know, maybe as a one night only thing. I, I, c- Co- I could see Seth dressing up as Stardust. Maybe at, if this feud continues. Interesting. Yeah. I think Cody like is somebody who. I mean, he's a big comic book fan. He's 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 a fan of. I think drawing, uh, like throwing Easter eggs out there in his work. And, you know, we saw as recently as like, um, that Ring of Honor show we just reviewed from 2016, 2017, where he hit 17. a little, the, he hit the dashing Cody Rhodes mask underneath the uh, ring in that Ring of Honor match. So I, I can definitely see him like playing with his alter egos as like special occasion things in the future, but not on his first day back. Like, I think he's, to me, he should show up full on like, Homelander, AEW, Cody Rhodes, blonde hair, big tattoo, big robe type of thing with the same entrance if he can. You know, that that to me is the appeal. 
We got a Stefan uh, Kyle Gosain who sends a $5 super chat. Thank you, Stefan. He says, keep up the great work. And he hopes this keeps us caffeinated this weekend. I'm actually completely out of coffee. So uh, thank you very much, Stefan, for that. And uh, if you aren't able to join us for any of these super chats or live shows, the best way to support us, of course, is at postwrestlingcafe.com. Not only, not only do you support the channel, but we will fill your ears. We will oversaturate the shit out of you and all of your entire families as they, as you subject them to our voices 24 hours a day, nonstop covering as much professional wrestling as we can. Yes. Uh, so a quick rundown of the schedule uh, th- this week. Tonight, we are back right after SmackDown and the Hall of Fame ceremony. That is for Post Wrestling Cafe members only. And then on Saturday, multiple shows coming your way. I'll be doing a solo show for cafe members on the ROH show. Way and John Pine will be reviewing Spring Break Part 2. And Braden and Davey will have a post show right after NXT Stand and Deliver. So if you want a whole rundown of the NXT card, which will be an interesting show. I think that's it's a very important show uh, for NXT happening on Saturday. We're live Saturday night, minutes after WrestleMania 38 night one here on the channel. So give it a subscribe. You'll see as soon as we are going live and then live again Sunday night right after night two. So all of that can be found postwrestling.com. We have uh, already several reports up on the site from John Ceno and John Pine covering events that have been going down and they will have plenty coming up this weekend. Bruce Lord will be covering the New Japan show. Uh, we're going to have tons of reports coming your way. Uh, there you can see the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show, Planet Death, Spring Break, Night One, Bloodsport 8, Post wrestling as you covered. Let's let's give some love to to Cino Pine and and Bruce Lord for this weekend because between the two of them they're they're just they're they're I, we think we're watching a lot like those guys are watching everything nonstop so um, great work as always from our team. Yes, and shout out to Andrew Thompson who is in Dallas. If you run into him, I think he's going to be at For the Culture today. Uh, he's going to night one of WrestleMania. Uh, those are and I think he's going to Spring Break as well tonight as well. So if you see Andrew Thompson, uh, do say hello. He is uh, representing down in Dallas, Texas. So that is going to wrap things up. Thanks to everybody uh, for tuning in live. We'll speak with you tonight after SmackDown and the Hall of Fame.